Jeremiah 29, 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with a hope. What does this mean for us? It means something different for each person here. But the general meaning is the same, that God is good, that he cares, he has plans for us, and those plans are good. How does one tell a life story? I, like most people, start at the beginning. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> My story isn't very exciting, never had any super outrageous things happen to me. But I hope that some of you will be able to connect with me and learn something. The year was 1994. I was born in Boston. I was born three months early. And because of that, my lungs were underdeveloped, and I stayed in the hospital for a month on life support. I was born from a two-parent home. We moved between Brockton and Weymouth during those times. During that time, both my parents decided to baptize me Christian in a Catholic church. But it was unknown to me at that time, but in the act of both my parents identifying me as a Christian, God's grace entered my heart and so and would sustain me through all the seasons of my life. At the age of two and a half, my parents got divorced. I ended up in custody of my mom, but I got to see my father on weekends. During the divorce, me, my mom, and sister moved into my grandparents' house in Quincy Point. And even in the times when my mother didn't know if I would make it through the night, God had plans for me. According to the prophet Jeremiah, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with a hope. I had no idea the plans God had for me. Just in time for elementary school, me, my mom, and sister moved down Germantown at the age of five, where I attended Snug Harbor. I went to the day school at this church at the time, but, I, but after I stopped coming here, I forgot it was even here. <laughs> I remember the playground that used to be in the back, which is now up at Windsor Hills, so that was pretty cool seeing that again. At the age of six, my mom was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. It's a condition in the central nervous system where the body's pain receptors are overactive, causing pain throughout the body. Because of that, I, decided, I started developing a strong sense of responsibility at an early age, helping out around the house, cleaning, doing laundry, preparing food. In second grade, I developed ADHD. This took form in not being able to pay attention, not being able to sit still, being hyper. And when the teachers talked, it was like Charlie Brown going wah, 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 wah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I almost caught, kept back in the second grade because of this, because my grades weren't good because of it. I was not the most popular kid in school. I had acquaintances in school, people, you know, I said hi to and talked to, but no real friends outside of school, people I hung out with. After that, I just, you know, went through the motions of middle school, of elementary school, going to class, coming home, doing homework, spending time with family. I the church I attended at that time was St. Boniface Church in Germantown, what is now the neighborhood center for CCD. I heard that there was a God, but I never believed in it. It was just something I did. 
I went to church with my grandparents every Sunday at St. Joseph in Quincy Point, just again because it was something I did with them. I never owned my faith. Even though I didn't believe in God, he never stopped believing in me and working in my heart. When of the fifth grade, I still wasn't the most popular, but we were getting places. I believed in God, but I didn't know God, according to the prophet Jeremiah. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. Give you a future with a hope. Little did I know, even though during those formative and vulnerable years, God had a plan for me. For middle school, I went to Broad Meadows. During this time, I continued to go to CCD and church. I still had very little concept of what religion meant to me. I still continued going to church with my grandparents. I didn't have an active prayer life, nor did I own my faith. In middle school, I still didn't have that many friends. I had one friend, though. He was my next-door neighbor who I hung out with. He didn't go to my school, though. I was often bullied at school. This took form in name-calling, the occasional physical altercation, but the worst thing was the exclusion and shunning from group activities inside of school. Other than that, I still went through the motions of going to school, going home, doing homework, hanging out with family. My grades went, still weren't the best, but in eighth grade, the last semester, I got honors and was got student of the term. So that was really important to me. Other than that, I had some eventful middle school years. But even during those uneventful and awkward years, God had a plan for me, according to the prophet Jeremiah. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with a hope. Now on to the more exciting high school years. I went, I, I went to the better of the two city high schools, Quincy High. <laughs> I still didn't own my faith. I started to get friends outside of school. My major in high school was protective services law enforcement. My ultimate goal then and still is, is to be a state police officer. In the 10th grade, one of my friends introduced me to Pastor Matt in his broken down, beat up pickup truck with the red tailgate. <laughs> I didn't think much of it at first, but now I see that was the start of a huge transformation in my life, which started the day my parents baptized me. In 11th grade, I was actually brought here by the same friend who introduced me to Pastor Matt on a Tuesday night for something called Teen Extreme. I was like, that sounds kind of cliche. <laughs> but something clicked inside of me and made me continue going there. It was, a, it was a sense of community and acceptance that I have not felt before. It wasn't something in my mind, but something in my soul that awakened, and I knew I was supposed to be there, and I belonged there. I went to my first summer camp in 11th grade. That camp was life-changing. God finally... I finally knew God in my soul. I started developing an active prayer life. I started attending church on a regular basis because I wanted to. I finally accepted God into my life and never looked back. It was at this point I didn't just believe in God anymore. 
I finally knew who God was, is, and will be in my life. Once that happened, my life changed for the better. My grades went up, I started making a lot of friends, and I got closer to God. Through prayer and leading a Christian life, I drew close to God, and He drew close to me. I ended my high school years by becoming a leader in training at Teen Extreme. I still do not know the wild and crazy plans God had for me at that time. But according to the prophet Jeremiah, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with a hope. Little did I know the miraculous life-changing events God had planned for me. After high school, I started attending Quincy College. I again majored in law enforcement. While attending Quincy College, I continued to go to Teen Extreme as a leader and attending church. I was growing deeper in my faith and was a counselor at teen camp for four years and kids camp for two years. A few years ago at camp, I had the fortune of attending both senior and junior high camp at Windsor Hills. While at teen camp of 2013, I had the opportunity to give a benediction. For those of you who may not know, benediction literally translates into good word. And I was really nervous when I got up, much like now. <laughs> and when I got up, it was not my words that came out of my mouth. I didn't know where they were from, but all I knew was that they weren't mine, and I don't really remember them. Funny story, that was the sermon before that was being recorded, but the camera died, so we didn't get a chance to record my benediction. During that time, all I could see, hear, and think of was youth ministry. And I knew beyond a doubt that I was called to be a youth minister. This caught me so off guard, I still find it hard to believe. It was at this age in life I realized the true meaning behind Jeremiah 29, 11-14. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not harm, to give you a future with a hope. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place which I carried you into exile. It was in these ancient times that the people of Israel were lost, scattered, enslaved ruled over and kept in captivity. Then God came to the prophet Jeremiah with his good word of salvation for the people of Israel. He raised them up, pulled them from the scattered regions, and brought them back to the place where they belong. The Lord our God has plans for each and every one of us. He has plans beyond our wildest dreams, plans to make us a better people, a greater individual, and a more faithful community. His work is transforming. He planned our existence from the beginning of time. So even when we're lost, afraid, and alone, like the people of Israel, God is with us. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with a hope. You will call on me and come pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. May we seek God this day.